Welcome back to the number one podcast in the world, Hypervision Podcast. Number one, except in Saudi Arabia. I think that's what we determined last week when we had Bryce on. Uh, that is true, yep. We've I think. Just out in the Middle East. But I think his cornhole boards were number one in Saudi Arabia. So, so I think our, our partnership should at some point, you know, conjoin. Dude, you know what I just thought of, like, as we're doing this? We need to get hypervision boards. That's a, that's a great idea. Wow! Like I don't know why it never came my head. Like a like a I could I, I could literally see it, like a like our logo on it, and then like the rest of the board is like like the blue like and our, red green. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Right, absolutely. Uh, get working on that when you hear this. <laughs> like that just pops in my mind. Anyhow, uh, welcome back. I'm taking lead on this one, man. Let's get right into it. I love it. Back at it. Uh, Drew, how are we feeling today, man? You just came back from a little uh, little West Coast vacation. I don't know if it's little. I've 13 days or something. I was It was dragging on, honestly, we, for a while. We need to go. I, I'm going with you next time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We're going out West. We're going out forever. West. Forever? Uh, forever. Hey, man. I mean, no, this is uh, 10 episodes. We're double digits now. 10 episodes, man. Only took 10 to have you take the intro for once. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to uh, take the reins. <laughs> no, nah, man. Yeah, so uh, got Prime, though. Ooh, can't wait, dude. I will be trying Prime this weekend for the first time ever because I'm going to meet Drew, and I am freaking stoked. I don't know if I'm more excited to see him or drink Prime. Probably both, because he's going to pour it into my mouth. Hopefully, all three flavors at once. Yeah, it's just gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So can't wait for that. And I'll have Hypervision merch for next podcast. Yeah, mine's in the the uh, dryer, no washer, washing machine. Oh, we lost Drew. Yeah, we lost Drew. Uh, We lost him. He's back. Don't know what happened there. Okay. He's back, back yeah, in my hypervision stuff in the uh, the washing machine. I think it knew that I messed up, so they wanted me to just to read to redo it or something. Mm, mm. Yeah, but I'm doing laundry right now, so it's all in there. Although I do have like all of them right in front of me, the extra yes. ones. Can't wait. So I could, so, but instead, we're repping Wilmington, repping the old Wilmy gang. Yes, sir. We'll be uh, back there too, I guess, to prank some kids this weekend. Why not? Mm-hmm. What's what's what are they gonna do? We don't go there. Yeah, anyhow, we can't, um, <laughs> we can't get in trouble. <laughs> we don't go there anymore. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so today's podcast, we have a little topic to topic to talk about. Unless you want to get uh, a- a- anything here in the intro, you want to talk about? No, nothing comes to mind. All okay. good here. Weather nice weather out west. I, so I was, that's what I was literally saying is I got too used to the West Coast weather. I walked out of work today and it was raining and I was like, what? oh, yeah, I'm in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. So you sent us those uh, those uh, temperatures and I was like, dude, ridiculous. Actually, last week here, it was actually really nice. Yeah. It, it was like mid 60s, higher, you know, low 70s. And that's really nice. But like seeing that uh, difference between what, like 80 degrees and like 30 was like, okay. Yeah. Like when I woke up in California and it was 8 a.m. and it was 67 degrees. 
and it was really sunny and warm. I was like, dude, that's gotta feel amazing. Not bad at all. Like, like I can only so like that's another thing. How was the the time difference? Did it kind of like screw you, like screw you up or no? Uh, I mean, I went to bed pretty early most nights, but I think it was just because I was out in the sun most days. So I was just drained for sure. So for sure. I don't know. I haven't seen really much of like a a thing of where the time difference made me like feel different. Hmm. I was curious because I just know like so if I go to bed at the normal time that I usually do here, like it'd be like super early on the West coast. Like that'd just be awesome. And you wake up at like six or 7 AM and feel like great. Oh dude, that'd be awesome. I mean, it's still yeah, the man. same 24 hour day, but yeah. yeah, I understand. It's just weird. Like cycles. I don't know. Yeah. But that's awesome, dude. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got, we got to go out West. I want to, I want to see it. Yeah. We can hit more on the, yeah. on the, on the Western stuff and, the second part yes fantastic today we got so I, I said i would develop this topic more in my mind when i said it to you this morning uh and i think we both know that means i did think about it once from that moment on uh yeah. and i thought about pokemon the whole time because that's the game i bought right after work <laughs> <laughs> so the it it was honestly i was scrolling through instagram and I saw this thing that was like, it was about like the latter half of Ronaldo's career. And it was like, some guy said, either Ronaldo has like, I sent it to Ian. Let me check real quick just to get the right words in here. So either Ronaldo is making the teams he's joining worse, or he's maintaining the same level while all of the players on his new teams are suddenly performing at a worse level than before. Hmm. That is a journalist take on Ronaldo currently in his later stage of his career. Um, so I started saying to Ian, I will read word for word what I said to him. I said, or it may be time we accept having a goat on your team isn't always the best thing in a long-term plan. You legitimately have to base your entire team around them because you'd obviously rather build around someone that's better than anyone else on the team. And then I said, and before I say too much, I just got my podcast topic for tonight. No. So that was where that <laughs> thought ended because I don't want to spoil too much of it. Um, no, for sure. Yeah. So my thing is, I don't know. Like it's, it's tough to almost say maybe you don't want the goat on your team because it, who wouldn't want the goat on their team? Yeah. And I, and I feel like, so like from a soccer standpoint, I don't really know much, but like it's interesting just to think or to see, um, players like Ronaldo in Messi leave a team that they've been at for years um, and have, I guess, little to no success with the teams they've joined. Um, and again, I don't really know that soccer pr- perspective, but like um, I know like NBA perspective is like LeBron, like right now. We're seeing that right now um, with the Lakers. So. Yeah, because, um, like, I'm thinking of, like, you know, there's the Messi-Ronaldo era of soccer where yes. it's probably the, the best, like, one and two. I'm not going to get into the one and two rankings, yeah, yeah. but it's, in my mind, the best one and two sports era. Like, in the same – they played in the same time and they just stayed at the same insane levels for the same time of their career. Because Messi won his first Champions League in 2006. 
And then between them, there's been nine Champions Leagues, one in total from 2006 to 2000. This will be 22, so 21. So that's 15, 16 years, something like that. Only nine of them have been won by those two. Uh, I say that only nine, that's over half. Yeah. But that's crazy, though. None but, of them have won since Ronaldo won in 2018. And then since then, none of them have, you know. Have they ever been? Or at least made an appearance? In the final? Yeah. No. The only one that's ever lost the final is Ronaldo. And that was the one time we saw Messi and Ronaldo meet in the final. And that was in 2009? So, 2009. So hold on. So hold on. You're telling me every final Messi's man, he's won? In the Champions League, yes. Damn. Or no. Ronaldo is five and one. Right. Yeah. Five and one, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Five and one. Um, yeah. So they met in 2009 and they played in the same final together and never met in the final ever again. They only played in the Champions League one other time and that was 12, 13, 11. 11? I don't know. They played in the semifinals one time when they were at Barcelona and Madrid in the same time in Spain. That's it. It's the only times I've played in the champ. No, I guess they had the group stage last year, but they only played each other once and it's a group stage game. No one cares about that. Uh, My point is those two are the top. And when you think of the best in soccer, those are the two you think of. If you want to put Pele up there or Maradona or someone else, you can go bark at a wall. I don't know. Lewandowski. Um, this year. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, in terms of longevity, their career overall yes. being the best. <clears throat> Nothing since 2018. No finals meetings since 2009. Mm. That's a letdown. Yeah. Hey. I like that. And look at the teams they're at now, correct? I mean, they haven't done anything now. I mean, yeah. Barcelona is, uh, it's in a, it's in a, eh. you could say Barcelona now without Messi uh, is at its worst <laughs> ever, or you could say that they're in a great spot because they're on, they're in like 16 games unbeaten right now with their new manager. Uh, but they're third in the league. They are in the Europa League. And uh, fun fact Barcelona had, Never played in the Europa League since 2003 until this year. 2003. So that's almost 20 years ago. We're close to it. Um, and that was the season before Messi made his debut. Ever since Messi has played for Barcelona, since Messi made his debut, Barcelona's played in the Champions League every single season. All the way up until this year when they got third in their Champions League group to a Portuguese team, which is much smaller than them and got put down to the second league under the Champions League. So that's hmm. the state Barcelona was in earlier. Now they're in a bit of a rebuild. Um, Madrid, since Ronaldo left, they've won the league once or twice. Um, <clears throat> they lost to that team in the semifinals last year because Chelsea won the Champions League last year. Let's just throw that in there real quick. Um, yep. Other than that, they got humiliated by Ajax one year. Um, what was our junior year? 
Did they lose to? I don't know. They lost to somebody, but they haven't gone. The the semifinal run last year was their best run. Um, and then this year they play Chelsea in the quarterfinals. So a little bit of rematch. But Madrid has Benzema. And Benzema, I'm on a whole other rant right now. This is just me talking about soccer. No, that's fine. It's, it's good because you, you we're, slightly asked the we're at, Huh? You slightly did ask the question of how their teams are. <laughs> no, well, no, I think I think it, it pertains because um, you know, we're asking how their how the teams are now that their that their star or quote unquote goat is gone. So I right. think it's no, this is good. Yeah. So Benzema is the Madrid striker. He, uh, I want to say, since Ronaldo's left, someone showed a stat. He might be outscoring him by like one in all goals since Ronaldo left Madrid. Okay. Um, which is the level, you know, Benzema was at. Now he's got more of a free role because Ronaldo had that free role. Because why wouldn't you give it to he's him? Ronaldo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's the it's the it's the cliche thing to say, but they play like more of a team. Barca and Madrid have been, which is very interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah I think but that, then I'd also go yeah. back and say, you arguably Madrid that won the three peat with the Champions League, and which had Ronaldo on it. Messi's. Um, I'm going to get the year wrong. The, the Pep, whatever year it was Pep, and they won seven trophies in a year. They won the treble, um, which is when you win the league title, your, your league cup and the Champions League in the same season, which only like two other teams have done. Um, which might just be Bayern, Inter, and Barca, I think. Probably. I think Barca's done twice. Messi's done it twice, but not the 2015 year. The ever nine, 2009, maybe I think it was the year. Anyway, I would say Ronaldo's three peat team and Messi's first treble team are the two greatest teams of all time, probably. Hmm. Interesting. And then you know now their teams right now are, have been have little to no success. Yes, I thought you were going to say they're not good because I was going to argue that they are. No. Uh, no, they've had absolutely no success. They're, yeah. Man United, uh, as most people that know soccer will know. Maybe Liverpool has passed them now, but that for the most part um, of their history, Man United is the most trophied team in England. But I think Liverpool might have passed them in the last couple of years. Uh, but Man United has not won a trophy in the last five seasons, which I don't know when the last time that was. In five years, not winning a trophy. This is Ronaldo's first season back with Man United, but they also have. Uh, I can't defend Harry Maguire. He's a terrible defender. I don't care if his price tag means he's the most paid defender of all time. He's terrible. There's talent all around the team. Uh, there's Bruno Fernandez. He's been getting shouts for one of the best midfielders in the league. Rashford's on a down year. Uh, they lost one of their forwards to some uh, stuff legally. <laughs> oh, yep. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's just, Man United's been in a state ever since their old manager, Alex Ferguson, who's won every single thing you can imagine in England. He was there for 
super long time. They have never recovered from that, I feel like. Never won the league since he won it back in 2013. Yeah, in 2013. That was the last time they won the league. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're, they've they've been in a shambles, and Ronaldo coming back at 37 didn't help anything. Uh, then I can get I can get to my point here about those two, because with Messi's team, you know, Messi with Barcelona, he has an insane. His trophy list might be second or third all time. Um, especially now that he has the Copa America with Argentina. Now it's finally under his belt. He at least has that to show for. Uh, the last few years, though, of that Barcelona stint, stint, career, lifetime, legacy, legacy, that's the word. Uh, eh. Eh. Trophy-wise, at least. You know, they won a couple league titles. A lot of Champions League uh, misery. They made the semifinals in 2019. They had a 3 nothing lead on Liverpool in the first game, and the second game lost 4-0. Um, the next year they lost eight to two to Bayern. The next year after that, they lost like five, one to PSG. And that was when Messi scored like a 30 yard shot against PSG. And then the next season, Messi leaves, joins PSG, the team that railed his old team, joins Neymar, his old best friend, joins Mbappe, the golden kid of the world. I don't buy into it. Sergio, I, I buy into it, but uh, I'm just uh, I have a whole other thing on him. It's, I'll say it quickly. If you're gonna hold Mbappe, no, if you're gonna put Mbappe to the heights of Messi and Ronaldo and all that crap, hold him to that standard. Don't give him excuses like oh he's no. If you're gonna put him there, hold him to it. You don't just get to let him go up and down and you know cheat however he wants the system to work for him. That's my only thing. Anyway. PSG also signed Donnarumma, who won the best goalkeeper of the year award and also just lost to Macedonia to not qualify for the World Cup for the second time in a row. They were plus 1,100. Yeah, no, I, I texted is... Ian this morning about all the games that were on today, and I was like, yeah, Italy's playing. I was like, but it's North Macedonia. They're 7-0 is my guess. I was like, but I'm just going to say it either way because it's the European champions in the playoff. It's kind of cool. I was proved on. I said it should be 7-0, and I don't think I'm wrong. They outshot them at least 30-4. to four. That was when I last checked. I don't think I'm wrong saying they should have won 7 nothing. They should have, but they blew it, and they deserve to lose for that performance. So, um, yeah. Either way, my thing with Messi Ronaldo, when you build around a GOAT <clears> – <throat> Uh, in some ways, it I can I think I said it also. It depends on coaching too, and I'll get to that. It almost might be better not to. If you have a go on your team, in some ways, it's almost better to just have a really great team and just have players that can do stuff that they can do. Like if you think yeah. back to the amazing team that Messi had back then, Messi played as a false nine. This was a. This technically is a formation built around him. Hmm. I don't care. Either way, I'm just going to say. Messi has a false nine. 
Then you have Thierry Henry on the left side, I think. And you have David V on the right. Thierry Henry, people in soccer will know what I'm talking about. Unplayable on some days. Um, <clears throat> David Villa, also another great player that is, one, he can play his role perfectly. And two, he has a ton of individual brilliance. That, I think, is what you need inside of a team with goats. It's a player like David Villa. I'm going to crap on the Lakers a little bit here. You don't need any of these old school crappy players. Russell Westbrook back then, maybe. Russell Westbrook now, not at all. I, I don't. He's had a good couple games lately, I guess, when he's what, he scored like 20, 20, and 20 in the last three that I've seen. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm no good. As you're talking about this, I'm noticing comparisons to LeBron and Lakers and yeah. yeah so, yes. Yeah. You need players like, yeah, cool. You have your LeBron, you have your, you have your thing. You're like, all right, this is my team. Like I have insert goat name here. He's in the squad. But you're that sacrificing. Mean you're just like, all right, cool. Let's just go. And all right. So LeBron brings this, this, and this to the table. All right. Let me go bring someone that's like good here and then good here and then good here and good here. That's my five. What? No, but you want someone they... that specializes in one thing only, and this guy specializes in one. No, you need your yeah. players to be able to do different things, because when someone looks at that team, like the Lakers or the current day United team or the current day PSG team, they're gonna look at it. I know PSG more than I know the other teams probably. They're gonna look at that front three of Neymar on the left. Mbappe in the middle and uh, Messi on the right. They're going to see, okay, Messi is going to drop pretty deep because he plays as almost like a midfielder in the game. So this whole right side is going to be free. Hmm, wonder what our left back can do. Okay. And then Mbappe, super fast. Yeah, if you leave him on the counter, he's going to score on you. It's what he did to Madrid twice. Neymar, he's just going to fall. <laughs> That's my sky report on Neymar, that he's going to fall. No. But they look at that front three and they know, the work rate is not there. Messi walks half the game. Neymar walks half the game. Mbappe just waits for counters. And then at that point, you have three players that aren't coming back on defense at all. So all you got to do, push up a little bit, get your players forward, get some possession in there. And that's where Modric, Cruz, Casemiro, a midfield of that, that Real Madrid put past them, uh, is going to destroy you. Because then Marco Verratti, who's their center mid, uh, is just running the entire field trying to make up the work for three other people because three people are then slacking. Yeah. And that's because the team has been built around Messi because you're like, oh, shoot, Messi's in here. Now we have to kind of change the system. You know, before it was like, all right, let's just try to fit in uh, Neymar and Mbappe. And it still wasn't working back then either. They were still blowing Champions League games, lost the Champions League final to PSG. Nope, they are PSG to Bayern. Blew it to United a couple of years ago and then lost to Man City, I think, last year. Yep, yep, to Man City. Um, so the Champions success wasn't actually ever there before. But you'd think bringing in Messi to that already insane team and bringing in all their offseason signings they did, did nothing. It actually did worse. They got it out two rounds earlier than last year. Yeah, and again... I think you see this with the Lakers. And like you have you have you have LeBron, and you say, okay, you're going now that you have LeBron, you have, you have to sacrifice other pieces to get 
the dude made of glass. He's not playing. And you have, you have to get Russell Westbrook. And then you're like, okay, that, that, that should be good, right? No. Well, you, there's, there's, five, there's five players on the court at one time. And the other players that they have are not bad, but, you know, they're not like, I don't know. And they're below 500. So I'll say, especially with basketball, it, the, the starting, or for soccer, I guess, the starting 11, the starting, whatever you have on the starting field, court, whatever you want to call it, your starters, Pitch. that matters a little bit more, I think, than, than basketball does. Basketball's depth matters way more because you have yes. to hit the bench. You have to go yes. seven, eight, nine players deep, probably. Correct. If you've got your three stars and then absolutely nothing after that, the moment LeBron, like you see this with like, um, once it was just mostly like mainly just Russ on the Thunder. When Russ was off the court for the Thunder against like the series against like James Harden's Rockets and all that, it was like a 20 nothing run every time Russ was off the court. Like it just proves you can't just, and I know the Thunder aren't, you know, they don't have the, facilities to go pull in the three four stars that they wanted unless they get lucky in the draft and pull someone like james harden or KD, but that's that wouldn't happen obviously um that's a shot to ian okay uh <laughs> no but i'm just saying like and this is where i'm gonna i'm gonna get into the coaching part i think as as a coach like this is where i wonder like you know people like us we're technically the Twitter heads that no, we're better than them. We're better than the Twitter heads that know everything. Um, I'll, my favorite term in soccer, Twitter people will know this is all the Twitter Guardiola's. It's my favorite thing. Uh, Guardiola is one of like the best managers of all time. And people say that about like when people get in the comments and they're like, Oh no, fix this, 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 this. That's great. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, sometimes it's just so clear what the issue is. And I don't understand how the man that's making probably seven million to coach that team is just sitting there and like, hmm, keep going, keep going. Yeah, this is a great tactic. What? No. Like PSG saw their flaws way too many times before that Champions League game against Madrid. There were so many games where, I mean, what Messi has two goals this season in the league, two. You think that's a great coaching thing? I know Messi's a different player right now. He's not shooting as he's hit actually. Messi is leading all of Europe and shots off the crossbar. Which means I guess he is shooting. He's just not scoring. He's just deciding to hit the crossbar instead. But if if you see a player like Messi on two goals in the league, and also PSG didn't even win their league last season, and their wage bill is like probably seven times the size of the second place team. Yeah. I think some questions need to be asked. You got to look at yourself. What's going wrong? Why isn't Lionel Messi scoring goals? Yeah. Because he have two in like 20 games. It's a very, it's a very valid point. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't understand how coaches, you know, like I get you're human. Things happen. Any, anyone can win on any given day. It happens. But when there's this much consistency of falling short and falling short and falling short and falling short and falling short, it's not just a, oh, well, they came on that. No, you haven't ever showed up for the last, you know, so many years. Now I'm thinking of the Packers because this is Aaron Rodgers. And I have a little bit of beef with the coaching from the NFC divisional game against the Niners. I swear it was a different playbook. 
in what situation on third and six in the first 94 what how many games are they playing now in the regular season i don't know 32? uh 17 17 the first 17 games in the regular season never once on a third and six did i see Devonte on one side randall cobb and then a backup 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 tight end as the three weapons and what did we do when we played the Niners, one of the best defensive teams in the league? We said, huh, here's an old man, and here's a practice squad player we found on the street yesterday. Also, Devontae's out here completely isolated, if you want to put four on him, because you don't need to worry about that. wonder what the Niners did. Put, like, two or three on Devontae. Rodgers has to throw to the, the backup, 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 backup uh, water boy. Guess what he does? Drops it. <laughs> what do we do? Punt again. It, it was a different playbook. I don't know why. On third down, you don't have someone try to get numbers off of Devontae. Well, guess what? You don't have to, you don't have to worry about that problem now because oh, he I, is gone. No one's on Devontae. <laughs> now. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I'm marking Lazard. He's 6'5". Have fun. <laughs> Yikes. No, but that's another situation, too, where you have a GOAT. I think – okay, Aaron Rodgers – is one of the goats. You Tom say, Brady. Say a goat. I have to say the. I'm yeah, avoiding I'm saying, all, all things here by just saying a. Yes. Like Tom Brady is a goat. Aaron Rodgers, to me, in my personal opinion, is a goat. You cannot say he's not a goat. His touchdown to interception ratio is insane. He's won back to back MVPs. Yeah. He's he's insane. All time great is almost what we're saying here. Right. Yes. But, I understand you know, he bit. doesn't have the Super Bowls, but that's another argument. I've had that plenty of times. So that's neither here nor there. Anyhow, um, but that's another situation. Where it's like you have a guy who's just there. He's like, dude, come on. McCarthy <laughs> had that job a little too long, I think. A little bit. A little bit. So we'll see. That'll be interesting. But I think I'll see if I can find what I said to you about the coaching part. Because um, it was like, all right. So I said, way too often, it seems like coaches, that was what it was. They get too content. You know, with Messi, he once scored 91 goals in the calendar year. Ronaldo had, I want to say, 69 is his highest. No pun intended there. Uh, Messi also has the record for most assists in a calendar year. And there's just so many stats of where, like, oh, if you started your career tomorrow and you scored 20 goals a season for seven years, you would still be, like, 400 goals behind Ronaldo and Messi. Those are the numbers they've put up. They've put up the the – absolutely just like untouchable numbers that I don't think someone's going to touch for a bit. Um, some people will say Mbappe will. Um, no, he won't. Uh, yeah. Wait, what? Said he won't touch Mbappe. Mbappe won't touch their numbers. Okay. I don't know. I'm just trying to put devil's advocate. I don't know. I know he's good, but I don't know if he can be that. No, good. he's great. He's great. I'm not taking anything away from his talent. I'm just – He'll be in Real Madrid next year. you right? rate him that high, hold him to that. And, you know, when he's falling short this this often. He'll be a, he'll be in Real. Yeah, probably. The, the only thing Mbappe has going for him is that he scored in that World Cup final. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, this is my thing. If you take Mbappe off that World Cup team and put on any, like, striker that's like – above average honestly france still wins that world cup i don't see what team beats them they walk through the group stage 
round of 16, they played against – was it Argentina? Did they play them in the second game or the quarterfinal? I don't actually remember that run. They played Belgium in the semi. Actually, Belgium. But Mbappe didn't even do anything in that game. That was the hazard game. He just couldn't score. No, nah, I'm going I'm to stand by it. You take any above-average striker, replace them with Mbappe. France wins that World Cup. They still beat Argentina. They still beat whatever team they played in the quarterfinals, if it wasn't Argentina. I don't remember. They still beat Belgium, and they still beat Croatia. That, I, honestly, um, for the Croatia final, you could give France some guy off the street, and they still win that game. I don't care. France was walking through that final no matter who was up top. They had Olivier Giroud, and I love that man. He played for Chelsea for a while. I'm on an Mbappe rant. And I should probably yeah, not talk about the 2018 World Cup because this need is what to get got back to door. Need, need to get where, back to coaching. Yeah. Need to get back to sure. coaching. So we'll stop there because if I start on 2018, I'll get on Modric and we'll we'll be in a rabbit hole. I'm not even gonna say, I'm not even gonna <clears throat> focus. 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 Um coaches. They get too com- they get too comfortable. You watch LeBron put because up because of because they have a goat, correct? Yeah, because they have a goat. You watch LeBron put up twenty-seven, seven, and seven in his career, even though he's never put up that stat line in his career, which I think is the best thing of LeBron's entire career. Honestly, have you seen that? Huh. Across his entire career, he's averaging twenty-seven, seven, and seven. Not once in his life has he put up that stat line. In a wow. Game. There was one game he had like something in seven and seven. He, I think he had 27, seven and seven, and he was up by like 10 and he took a last second three and made it just so he wouldn't have it. It's insane. Um, yeah. Then you, have, so you have the coaches, you have insert your player here. That's a go insert the stats they've put up for seven, eight plus years. That's why coaches get too comfortable. I think. And then they just sit there and they're like, all right, well, let's run it back. Same thing. We, we, yeah, we fell short here. And it was a clear reason why we fell short special teams and our offense crapped the bed in that thing. You go to LeBron crapping the bed. There's, there's no defense on the Lakers. Uh, their offense is a little, meh, sometimes it just depends on whether or not LeBron, this year, especially it depends on whether LeBron can drop. Shows 50. Up. Yeah. Last year, if he had AD, you know, it was if LeBron and AD could both do something. This year, there's no AD. So if he doesn't drop 50 or 60, they're losing. Uh, you get to Ronaldo. If he's not scoring a hat trick, they're losing. How often does a 37-year-old score a hat trick? Once this season? I know he has one on Tottenham. I don't know if he got one earlier. You look at PSG. PSG has too many problems to work with. Uh, I don't know. That's also my other thing is, like you said, with super teams, um, sometimes maybe a super team's not the best idea. Uh, if you want to look for one perfect example, Chelsea winning the Champions League, I will tell you right now, we don't have a superstar. Like, because uh, that depends on how you view superstar, though. It depends. Because he's a superstar, uh, but he's not an offensive player, so he's never going to get that kind of view as a superstar because he's more defensive um but chelsea was nowhere near a super team 
they had a full-on team that just knew what to do. And what did they do? Oh, they won the Champions League. Were they the best team in that tournament? Probably not. But did they play like it? By far. Uh, just yeah. the only way you can say it. I mean, I think the example we've seen more recently is the Rams. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could consider that a super team. I know it's fo- I know it's football. There's more players and whatnot, but I mean, with yeah. the amount of players they had on each side of the ball, I mean, that's one of the times so, that super team did work. But it took you know how many tries. You know, another example is my is the Miami Heat. Yep, and I mean, that worked for a bit, and then absolutely blew up. But obviously, that's that's not. It doesn't always work, as we're seeing yeah. with the Lakers. And I'm, I'm not and... saying if you have a super team, you're destined to fail. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. They're, I mean, they're yeah. super teams. Like, yep. Rams proved it. The Heat have proved it. The Warriors proved it. Um, but like I said, I think it's the start. Long term, I think that's not going to work, probably. We've seen it. The Lakers, I don't know what I said, the Lakers, the Warriors blew up. That went to nothing. Um, yeah. yeah. Another back. Uh, Cavs. Cavs, I would argue, are ever since LeBron left. I think they're in a. They've been in a. They're one of those teams that have been have benefited from from him leaving. Yeah, I, I would don't know say why I, I wouldn't have called that a super team. No, no, I wouldn't. The Heat were a super team, you know. Yeah, they had one. The Nets thought they had a super team. <laughs> the Celtics yeah. had a super team. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of NBA super teams. It's easier. There's five starters. Yes. Um, I don't know, but we've seen countless, just countless times. Man City, Manchester City, they have a super team. They've won multi, they, they've destroyed England for the last five years. I don't know. Like it's insane the stuff they've done. Liverpool's, you know, up and down in Liverpool in England, but overall, Man City has absolutely destroyed England and they still haven't won a Champions League. Because they beat them last year in the final. Uh, anytime I can, I will say it. But Liverpool, they have a super team. They've won a Champions League. They've won a league title. But they are consistently falling short to Liverpool, Man City. And it's happening currently, but we're actually in for a very fun title race this season with them. So we'll see if they fall short again. Um, and they're still in the Champions League this year, and so is Man City. So we'll see how it goes. Man City is actually the favorite right now to win the Champions League. But they have been for like the last three seasons, I swear. I don't know why. I don't understand why it's not Bayern to win, be the favorites every year. On paper, it's Bayern. And that being said, they're a super team. Two Champions League titles since 2013. They lost in 2012 to Chelsea. They won in 2013. Then they won again in 2020. And that's it. Yeah, they've had, you know, all these teams that aren't Barcelona or Real Madrid from 2009 to 2000. When did Ronaldo leave? 2018. Um, that nine, 10 year period have all had the unfortunate thing of playing in the Messi Ronaldo era, which is what I consider the, the, the peak of Messi Ronaldo era is. Well, even then, I'd say the year. So I would start it with the season they met in the Champions League final when he was at Man United in 2009, 2008. Um, that is what I would consider the start of the peak of the Messi-Ronaldo era. Because then from that point on, after that final, Ronaldo joins Madrid. 
and they're both in Spain for the next nine seasons, 10 seasons, something like that. 10, 10 seasons. <clears throat> That's insane. Because in, in soccer, it's different. You know, like you have your top five leagues. You have England, Spain, Italy, Germany, and France. I think I ranked, no, I would, I would rank Germany higher. I almost did that perfectly for my ranking on the leagues. Um, yeah. The Bundesliga. The Bundesliga. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying, like, you know, you have your five leagues. So everything's so spread out. There's, I think, besides Germany, 20 teams in every league. They have 18, I think. So that's almost 100 teams. You have to think of right there. NBA, you've got 32, I think. 30? You have 30. Yes, 30 NBA. 32 in the NFL. 32 NFL, yep. So, you know, it's, there's three times as many in soccer to, to keep track of. Plus, there's, you know, like the Ajax, Porto, Benfica, blah, 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 outside of the top five. Um, so for them to be in the same league, you're seeing them play each other two times a year, guaranteed, home and away in the league, maybe sometimes in the Spanish Cup, uh, and then in the Super Cup at the start of the season. They play each other most of the time. So you're seeing them play two, three, four times a season. Uh, six if you have the one lucky year where they met in the semifinals and played each other twice. So two to six times you get to see Manchester United play each other in one season. Go head-to-head. That's insane. Uh, Agree. So the teams that don't have that, you know, the, uh, any, any one of those other 98 teams, uh, and it's not 98 because not all of them make the Champions League, any one of those, like, you know, 40 other teams probably – have the unfortunate thing of growing up in the Messi-Ronaldo era. That said, nine Champions Leagues in 16, 17 years. So that's seven or eight Champions Leagues, not one by them. Two by this team. Yep. Uh, Bayern had two. I'm going to draw a blank here. Inter. Is AC Milan one of them? Don't know. Liverpool. I'm drawing blanks here. I don't know. Either way. I've completely lost my track. Train of thought again. I don't even remember what I started at this point. With. I think we were uh, we were going to talk about coaching. But I think we just went on a – we just went way off the rails. You let me talk about soccer too much this time. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I um, I was trying to be more involved, but I, I think it was it was good. Um, no, I think you're right. I mean, you look at uh, I mean, look at Tom Brady. You know, he won multiple Super Bowls. That's kind of like that, but uh, yeah. So anyhow, but so do you think coaching matters? I mean, coaching does matter whenever you have these sort of teams, and I think it's it's your it's your willingness to be able to adapt and adjust if your team like PSG to like, Hey, like what, what, what are we doing? Like we have one of, if not the greatest player on our team and he's has two goals in 20 games, like something is clearly wrong there. Right. If it's, and it's gotta, I mean, I'm not saying it's all coaching maybe, but I mean, come on, like something's gotta be wrong. Uh, so with Messi, I'll say for the two goal thing, it's also on him. I don't think he really wants to be a PSG. I think he wanted to stay at Barcelona this season. Uh, I don't think he's fully in it. 
you can kind of see that that's that's part of the lack of effort. Messi's shown that for the last couple of years, though, that he's not going to go on full sprints for you, uh, like defensively. But I will argue, if Messi wants it, he shows it. The Copa America final, I swore to God, he was going to get sent off. So Messi's had, you know, his fair share of disappointments with Argentina, lost the World Cup final in 2014 and lost three Copa Americas, which is the South American tournament. Um, and that was the only yes. thing that was a blemish on his resume was that he doesn't have an international title with Argentina. So when the 2019, 20, I don't remember which one it was, that one rolled around. They were in the final. They're playing Brazil. Brazil is the king of South America. Neymar is on the other side. He also has... He has one title with Brazil. I think it was the, what, like some Confederations Cup or something. Um, it was a smaller trophy. So Neymar's had his fair share of disappointments, but also this because Brazil has a squad that could win a World Cup, and he's come up short so many times. Uh, he also got almost paralyzed in one game and had to miss the semifinal that they got destroyed in. But, oh, well. Um, anyway, in that game, Messi showed it there was a point where he came in like scissor kicked like scissor tackled a guy like both legs just like that he sprinted back on defense took the dude out got the ball back i swore to god messi was off of the game because it was that crazy of a tackle messi shows the fire when he wants to he doesn't have it at psg anymore i don't know what it is i don't know the man he doesn't talk he's that's another thing there i could do a whole other thing of how they're the perfect rivalry that's not that's not necessary right now I, I, they're the perfect rivalry. <laughs> Everything about them, polar opposite. I'm not going to do it right now. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, the thing is, they show it. Uh, but with the coaching thing, does it matter? Yes. Because there's always the argument. Like, people will be like, oh, why, do, why do these professionals need coaches? If they, know, if they know the game better than anyone, they can play better than anyone, why do they need a coach? That I and you know sometimes I hear that argument, like what am I really doing out there? If I'm, I know I wouldn't be, but like, what do you tell Ronaldo? What do you tell Messi? What do you say like in a huddle? And you're like, oh, it's, it's halftime, or there's like a like an injury break, 78th minute, you're tied zero zero. What do you? I, I'm not going to give Messi a pointer. He's going to look at me like I'm an idiot. If anything, he's giving pointers to them. Right. You know, I mean, we've seen that, like, again, LeBron, like, he, he damn near coaches the team. Right. In a, in a huddle, it's like, so, so I don't know. I think, it, plus, it, some of it depends on your GOAT. Messi needs a different coach that Ronaldo needs. If they had the same, like, Pep Guardiola, Messi's greatest coach of all time, would not have worked with prime Ronaldo. That would have clashed too much. Uh Jose Mourinho, who is probably Ronaldo's, besides uh, Sir Alex Ferguson at Man United, Jose is probably Ronaldo's most famous coach from what I can think of on the top of my head right now. He wouldn't work with Messi. That would clash too much. Um, gosh, we've, we've already seen Spolstra can clash with people, uh, but he, he did great with LeBron. He never threw a clipboard at him. <laughs> Yeah, but LeBron also never said that you're only relevant because Dwayne Wade to him. So mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I think depending on your goal, you might not need someone that's as 
tactically smart as the player is. But also at the same time, I argue you, you, you need that because the sport needs it. You need, you can't just run and gun it out there. Like there are players out there. Like this is my thing with Messi is that I don't know if he, like, I truly don't know if he actually would be able to coach the sport. I don't know if Messi could ever coach soccer. I think it's just truly that much. It like he was born for the sport. You get him out there. You watch the highlights from when he signed up Barcelona at 13 his play style hasn't changed. The ball is glued to his foot and he's just slicing between players. Like it's, it's actually insane how nothing about his play style has changed besides the fact that he's 36 now and he's barely caring, but like I'm saying, his dribbling style and all that hasn't like, it's crazy. Um, I don't know if Ronaldo would be a great coach. He, his, and I, it's like, I'm not taking away that Messi hasn't worked hard in his career. But Ronaldo, I think, might be the epitome of hard work pays off. He was a, a, like, probably as skinny as me, a little taller, and Portuguese, which might help the, um, the soccer bones in his body. The fact that I call it soccer probably makes me a little bit worse, too. Um, <laughs> uh, but he was a scrawny little kid. He had attitude problems, and he still does. But if you're a professional player, you have attitude problems. Um, he's worked every day. You've seen the body transformation this guy's had. He was ugly, and now he's a chiseled Greek god. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling up in Bugattis. Yeah. I, I mean, he legitimately is the epitome of work hard, play hard. Um, hard work pays off. Any other thing you want to throw in there, of like a thing you'd throw in like a workout T-shirt. I don't know. Um, I just, I just, coaching is so important, honestly, with those, with that kind of team. If you can't get your goat, your star in check, you might as well pack up for the season. There's absolutely no point. Um, there's, there's just, you know, cause then you're just relying on individual talent every single game. And there's, you know, talent is never going to be hard work not that's the wrong thing when talent stops working hard work beats talent when you look at the teams that have beaten all of the the goats recently what was it who beat the lakers last year in the playoffs is it the grizzlies or did they, uh, beat the Warriors? they were in the play-in so they played no, no. The jazz or the suns the suns the suns the suns yeah, yeah the, the suns. suns um I think the Suns truly do. I mean, they have plenty of talent. Devin Booker is insanely talented. DeAndre Ayton is a talented player. Chris Paul is an insanely Chris, talented player. Yeah. But I would argue right there, the coaching aspect is you can just see it. At least from my – like, I, I don't know. That's just my – that's just how I see it. Yes, they have the players, but that coach, I mean, you bring, that Monty Williams, he brings them all, all together yeah. for sure. Uh, and I'm saying, like, that's where, you know, I think the Lakers – hear that showtime lakers was said about them when lebron came there and i know they won a title obviously yeah cool great because ad stayed fit that season. Mouse title. huh the mouse title. Title. <laughs> it, it, it was in the it was in the, the covid year they didn't, didn't even win it in the staples center so exactly. that's count. why the bucks lost to the heat that year exactly um nothing counted <laughs> just kidding um, 
but like the Suns do prove hard work. That was a bottom feeder team for so long. You don't just yeah. like this is then that's you know Devin Booker proved his hard work. Just because he, it's not a video game, just because oh he was drafted number blah blah blah. I don't know what number he's drafted. He's probably top five. But I don't know. Just because you're drafted that high, <clears throat> you're not going to become that 90 overall player, 92, you know, when you're in 2K coming out the next year. You're not going to become that cover star or something like that just because you went to Kentucky and you played pretty well in college. You've got to work. I mean, you've seen it. Ben Simmons is a, an epitome of that. You have to work. Now this guy can't even play because his back is sore. He hasn't played since last <laughs> summer. How's his back sore? What did he carry? Now, I think he's got some other issues going on. It was pretty clear he had some other stuff to deal with when he wouldn't even try to do a layup on Trey Young. There's something going on in his head. So I don't want to head on too hard. Yeah. But he's, it's, he's definitely proven he hasn't worked on his game. Giannis has worked on his game. You look at Giannis from rookie year, second year, stuff like he's that. He's a lanky, to, he's super lanky. He's now he's built is. like a tank. He still is, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but... Yeah, but I'm saying that's... Hard work pays off. Yes. You look at then, um, let's say, the teams that have knocked out Rodgers lately. You get the 49ers. That team, Debo Samuel, is insanely talented. George Kittle is a very talented player as well. There's a couple of defensive players that are really talented. Jimmy Garoppolo, talented. This is, no, this is what I'm saying. There's probably like, what, four or five really talented players that start for the Niners? Talented-ish, but yes, go ahead. Yeah, Four or five. That means there's another, what, 18 that aren't the talent, you know, players? Yes. But they won. They also won two years or three years ago. Two years ago. No. Yeah, two years ago, because last two year, years. this is still this year. So two years ago, they, they won again. Mm-hmm. Lobster, I would say, is a very talented player. They probably had three talented players that year. They didn't have Debo, did they? They uh, did. He wasn't that good. I think they did. I think that's when he got drafted, 2018, I think. But rookie season, you know, that's then proof. Hard work things off. You don't just come in and do that. Debo, Debo, Debo didn't just wake up this season and go, you know what? I'm going to turn into a dual threat. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to be the best receiver in the league, but also be an absolute unit uh, running the ball. He didn't just wake up and say that. He might be, maybe he did, but he's had that mindset for a while. He's been working for that. I, I also put that on, on the coaching staff as well, you know, being able to utilize him. Yeah. For what and I mean, yeah. Niners have one of the best coaching staffs in the league, probably. Well, I mean, that's you don't have Jimmy Garoppolo yes. as your quarterback and make two NFC championships in three years if you're a terrible Pretty coach. A, a terrible coach has Jimmy Garoppolo going consistently for a win. Yeah. Um, you look at, let's see, you look at soccer, the teams that knocked out Messi. Let's go with Ronaldo because I can think of his quicker. Because some of his Juventus losses when he joined Juventus, he lost to Ajax. I don't know if I want to call this team talent or not because this IX team was filled with like nine teenagers when they beat them and they went to the semifinals and should have been in the final if it wasn't for the biggest fluke in Champions League history. I don't know. I'll let the viewers decide whether or not the IX team that went to the semis uh, is more talent than hard work. 
Okay. Well, next year, Porto. They lost to Porto. That's a Portuguese team. Ronaldo grew up in Portugal. He knows that squad pretty well. Uh, Juventus, biggest team in Italy. They won like 10 straight Italian titles. Maybe nine. Nine straight, I think. That's the number. Nine straight Italian titles. Uh, they went one unbeaten at one point in like 2013. 12. 2012. I just saw that a couple days ago. That's why I know that one. Um, Porto is a smaller, much smaller market, if you want to call it that, I guess, for the U.S. term. Um, they don't really have a star player. They come up against Juventus, who has Cristiano Ronaldo, Cristo Ronaldo, Sui. <laughs> Cristo Ronaldo, Sui. And yet that team wins. I think sometimes, you know, you think you have it in the bag. You're cool. Yeah, 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 whatever. We got this. That's your talent thing. You're like, okay, look, because when, you know, like you think, oh, on paper, this team has it. Why is that? Is it because on paper that team works better? How does the team work better on paper? Yeah. How do you work harder on paper? You don't. Working harder is what's behind the scenes and what's done in prep. When someone says, oh, like I said today with, with Italy, on paper, they win seven, nothing. Yeah. They do. If you outshoot somebody 30 to four, you uh, should probably walk out of there saying sorry to the other team. Honestly. Yeah. Apologize. I think, uh, you know, I think that kind of correlates to NFL too. Uh, I was listening to a podcast and the GM said, you know, the su- su- Super Bowls aren't won in March. You know, we're seeing all this movement right now and, you know, free agency and all that. And, um, you know, it's like, yeah, you can have a great team on paper right now, but it's like there's going to be some teams that, don't even make, don't even make the playoffs in the AFC that are that are good rosters and like right. it's just who just puts it together at the right time. So yeah. yeah. On paper you can look good, but you gotta actually produce on the field. So yep. Absolutely. So that's my take. I don't think I ever came to a conclusive point. I think I crapped on having a goat on your team for most of the time. Uh really it just comes down to if you have a goat on your team you need a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, because every single team is just going to be scheming to beat them. You know, like there's the thing, you have to beat the best to be the best. Well, if you look at who's the best, okay, you're going to look at, all right, let me, let me see this. All right. You see his film every year, insert Ronaldo, Messi, LeBron, Tom Brady, <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. You see their film every year. I'm not saying you just know them what they're going to do right there because they still do the crazy things. Aaron Rodgers still has the six best all-time inter- touchdown interception ratio seasons. Just because you watch the film doesn't mean you can just pick them off every time, but it means you can find ways to slow them down, get them off their game, change it up a little bit. I don't know those ways. I'm not the professional, but I'm saying, you know, when that team figures out how to slow down your main form of attack, do you have a plan B or is it just, it'll work at some point. Keep, just keep going. Just keep going. Throw it to Devante. Just throw it to Devante. Throw it to Devante. Pass it to Messi. Pass it to Messi. Just heave it to Ronaldo. You know, Oh, LeBron, just feed him. No. At some point. It's just not sustainable. There's a reason it's a team sport. Yep. It's not track. It's not cross country. You know, you're not swimming. There's relays in two of those sports. So. Ignore that. Uh, but no, it, may, it makes sense. Yeah. You have a team for a reason. 
you have coaches for a reason. You have assistants for a reason. It's a full but team. I think we came to the conclusion that you don't need a GOAT necessarily to win. No. So. Although I would say, you know, we do have Pulisic, a GOAT. Conte is a GOAT. I could keep going. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Coaching is the most important part because that's the top technically as much as you don't want to say like no one's above the team and that you know probably no one's above the team it all stems from the coaching when there's crappy coaching you hear about it you know right away it's yeah pretty clear and that's what happens when a lot of big teams fall on a consistent basis every once in a while when you fall it happens you do lose games you don't win every single game as much as michael jordan has won he hasn't won every season he was in the NBA. As much as Tom Brady has won, he hasn't won every Super Bowl. He hasn't even won every Super Bowl he's been in. But he's won seven, right? Yes. Yeah. But he's lost, yes. what, three? That sounds about right. Yeah. Two to either and one to Nick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. You can lose games. I'm not saying, oh, if you lose a game as a star player, go and hang it up. No. I'm just saying, do better. Quit it assuming talent gets you through everything. Work harder. Make more money. That's another thing. I'm not going to get into it. I'll just say it. I think players are too greedy now. Why do you need $120 million? Why do you need $200 million to play quarterback ego is the enemy yeah it, it's stupid that's why i say this if we're talking about the goat argument i will give aaron Rodgers, not him i will give tom brady the leg up on this one in this department tom brady knows what it takes very clearly he knows what it takes if tom brady wanted to be the highest paid player in the nfl he easily could be the patriots would have done that i'm sure the patriots would have paid him if he wanted that you would think, yes. But he took, you know, he didn't always take the highest amount of money guaranteed. Now he's taking a pretty low amount of salary. I'm sure he's even taking lower now because he was ready to not have any salary coming in. Um, he knows what it takes. He knows that he has to have his running back, maybe his backup running back, two or three, four receivers, six, seven linemen, eight linemen lined up just in case someone goes down, something like that. Kickers, blocking on the defense, I don't know, everything. He knows what it takes. If he takes two hundred million, you know how much he's taking away. Yeah, yeah. They're like Devontae Adams. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm on the fence there because I understand what you're saying, and I do feel like sometimes it's a little bit too much. But I'll never fault the player for going and getting money. Like, like, I'll never fault the player for for signing their contract, especially for that for that big because that's like life changing money. Yeah, and I I understand it's a lot, but like. I love when players get paid. It's awesome to see, but I understand. Yeah. I'm saying there's the thing all sports at the end of the day, it's a business. You yeah. obviously know that you work for a team. It is a business, which means yes. that is their employer. They are going to work. That is their job. Obviously, you know, you're going to get a raise. You're not going to say, oh, no, 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 no. Give me less. But that just, you know, that's where you have to ask yourself what you value more. Do I value winning or am I just here because the NFL pays money? I can almost guarantee you that the players that are at that level that can get that max contract 
uh, and can get that, you know, $200,000, $4,000 per week for soccer. Um, that max contract isn't going to change anything. They already have the money. They've already got their sponsorships. They've got their brand deals, all this crap, their bonuses. This five-year, $200 million deal. Cool. What does that change? You already, you already had enough money to be set. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I mean, there's two crazy days. I think there's too much money in sports. That's another story. Yeah. There's. It's another story, but yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty lucrative business. That, that's insane. Pretty, I that's don't get sure. it. I don't understand how. Like when you think about it, it actually like it's insane. Mohamed Salah turned down a Liverpool contract because he wanted to make four hundred thousand instead of the three hundred something they were offering him. Why do you need now? Hear me out. So when I said four hundred thousand, what did you think? Uh, I mean, you would. I would. I thought it'd be like four hundred thousand, like a, like a week. Yeah. So sure, yeah. Surely, a, surely a player $400, like four hundred thousand dollars a week is what he's <laughs> demanding. <laughs> After being offered three hundred million dollars a month, that's that's yeah. probably almost twenty million a year. After taxes, that's probably like twenty million a year because <laughs> they don't pay taxes. Uh, I just I don't. What are you gonna do with twenty million in one year? Yeah, I don't know. That's my other. That's my just my little thing there. Uh, real quick, can I do my uh, my perfect Messi Ronaldo comparison? Sure. Okay. So for anyone that doesn't want to hear this, this is the end of the podcast. This is the last thing we're talking about. You can skip this and cut forward to the last 10 seconds where Noah's beautiful voice comes back in. Okay. So now I start my thing. Messi, Ronaldo. It's perfect. All right. Where do we want to start with it? Where do you want to hear? If they're, they're the perfect. What, right. what direction are you going to take? Just just how they're, they're totally opposite or? So we've got, you know. Messi is so in, in soccer, you know, there's there's Europe, there's South America that are the top two, pretty much. There's Brazil from Pele and Maradona from Argentina, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Ronaldo's from Europe, Messi is from South America. We start off with that. Mm-hmm. One, Ronaldo's right footed, Messi is left footed. So there's another, yeah. Messi is a five seven playmaking dribbling finesse type player ronaldo is a six foot two freak of nature um messy i had a whole thing to ian i said this the one time i i it was it was okay so barcelona madrid biggest rivalry in sports soccer sports el classical el classico see you even know that they it just happened to work out that they played for those teams Messi just happened to sign for Barcelona at 13 and that was and then Ronaldo just happened to go to Real Madrid one their personality Ronaldo uh, as you know I think is the most followed person on Instagram 
uh, yes. and likes to post anything he can, like you said, Bugattis, all that crap. Um, oh, he's rolling up in all those. I think Messi only posts about his family, and every once in a while he'll post a picture of him playing soccer, like with Argentina mostly. That is Messi's. Uh, he doesn't have Twitter. So social media presence is the polar opposite. Ronaldo is out there chasing it back on Instagram and everything. Messi's like, hey, this is my family. Yep. Polar opposite there. You get their actual media personalities, like in, uh, in and on the field and all that. Ronaldo's a hothead. You see that. I mean, he, there's multiple clips of him taking his captain's armband and going like that with it. Messi is more of a – Messi's got a little more hot-headed in his later parts of his career. But for the most part, Messi's a very just like, mm, 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 go away. He'll do his thing. Um, Ronaldo is – and I'm not, I'm not saying this to take Ronaldo down. He's a flopper, big flopper. The, you can watch the YouTube clips. It's there. He knows what he's doing. He wants his gold. That's what he does. Messi – you can pull up his clips. Might be, I sometimes I'm blown away by the clips I watch of him that he hasn't had a leg breaking injury from the tackles that he just runs runs around on. There's there's some where he's like literally got a leg tangled up inside of his leg like this, and he they're just going like that the whole time hacking at him. He's just going through. He doesn't care. He scores. Polar opposite play style there. Um, what is it? There's so much more I had. Basically, you're saying these guys are polar opposites. No, I'm saying if you bring up a, a category to compare to compare athletes and sports players, I'd almost guarantee you, 95% of them they have opposites. I don't know whatever you can think of in your head. I'm telling you right now, they're the opposite. Talent, hard work. That's the big one. Yeah, messy talent, Ronaldo, hard work. They are the epitomes of that. It. I don't think I need to explain that one. Um, I don't know. Give me something. How would you compare a player? How would I compare a player just based off general, like, okay, so talent harbor could be one. Uh, I mean. Like, you know, you do your scouting stuff. What's some profiles stuff you got from? Oh, well, you already said like media. That's that's a pretty big one. Um, I mean, scouting stuff is mainly just looking at like talent and you know, seeing if they fit, seeing if they fit well in an organization. You know, do, do they fit your? Um... You you got me. Yeah, there you go. So now this is flawed because Messi's been at PSG, but Messi was at Barcelona from 13 years old to 35. You're not a professional player until like 16 most of the time. So Messi was a child in the academy, and he, I don't think he really started until he was 17, something like that. Ronaldo, sporting, Man United, Real Madrid, Juventus, and then back to Man United. He's changed teams quite a lot. And he's kind of burned bridges each time he's left. Messi... Uh, he left Barcelona in a sad way, and it wasn't that like he literally couldn't because they were the most terribly run team in all of Europe for a little bit, like $5 billion in debt. So he literally couldn't sign a contract, uh, which is another thing. I still think Messi was taking more money than he should have. 
dude was making like five million a year. Or no, like five hundred thousand or a million a week. I don't know. It was an insane amount of money. But and that he's been in the game for so long. He had, why does his money matter? Why does he think he needs that much more money still? He's set. Even if the man went bankrupt right now, I can guarantee you the country of Argentina would make sure that man never has to work a day in his life. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But yeah, there's another thing. The, their club preference. You know, Messi was a one-man guy or one-club guy, not a one-man guy. Um, we want to take in the women. Messi uh, married his, like, woman childhood sweetheart you know he's been they've known each other since they were kids and they're married now ronaldo's had his fair share of wives has children with a few different people i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying it it, if you want to line them up and their lifestyle and how they are polar opposite Hmm. what about uh materialistic things i know that's more social media stuff, but like, I know like Ronaldo flashes of stuff. I don't know if like, I guess Messi, if he doesn't have social media, it doesn't flash it, but. Uh, so I'll say this before I get into that. Tattoos was one thing that made me think of that. Messi has a whole leg sleeve. I don't know if he has arm tattoos, but Ronaldo has sworn off getting a tattoo because of something with like donating blood. It makes it harder or something like that. Polar opposite there on their tattoo stance. These are minor things, but also for some people that are big things. For Michael, when he never hears this because he forgets his phone exists. Um, <laughs> but although he's just literally been blowing up our phones. Yeah, but yeah, that's because, you know, the little one sent a video, so he had to make fun of her. Uh, you know, those are, okay, so materialistic <laughs> things. Um, oh, boy. Messi's materialistic. Like, he's obviously got nice things. I mean... He makes yeah. that much money. Like he I said, I guess that's, now. that's that's more social media stuff. I guess. Yeah, but like you don't, don't see it see. really that often. Yeah. yeah. Um. One thing I'll say. Uh, in. I think it was the 2018 World Cup, a fan came up to him and was like, "Oh, my mom loves you more than she loves me." And I was like, huh, "Yeah, cool. I hear that all the time." But uh, this fan gave him like a little red bracelet because his mom called it like her good luck charm or something like that. It was either that she gave it to him then and then like some uh, crazy amount of time passed and Messi still had it on or like he gave it to him a while ago and then asked him about it and Messi still had it on. Uh, hmm. Ronaldo's been known to be pretty to his fans sometimes. I think he broke oh, really? one of their phones, pulled a Nurkic. Mm. Interesting. But uh, Nurkic is a little more unjustified than Ronaldo's was. I didn't even have that. I saw him do it. I didn't know the backstory behind it. I'm assuming they did, he said something. They talked about family. So. Oh, well, there you go. That's kind of. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. So that's, there's that. They're, they're polar opposite in every single way. Down from their play style on the field, off the field. Probably what they drink, what they eat, what they wear. Definitely what they wear. Messi has terrible style. Oh yeah, Ronaldo's got the freaking drip, dude. He got his own underwear line. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He got his own hotels. Like, I don't know. They're crazy. 
Yeah, but I, I personally think in our lifetime, it's going to go down as the best rivalry head to head. Because you, you like you have your your MJ LeBron argument on Twitter every damn day. Yeah, but they, 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 they don't play play Samira. Yeah, him yeah, and Kobe. I, barely I understand. Played. Like Kobe and uh, MJ barely even played together for the yeah. amount of time he was playing. Uh, there's really nobody you can compare it to Tom Brady. I'd like it to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you can but say like, there's the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and like they're in the same league, obviously. But like, but like they played what three on. four times, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. I don't know. It's interesting. It's up here for me. Surely, surely is interesting. Yeah. So. I think I'm good. I've talked a lot. All good. Yeah, man. Uh, no, this is good. Got a little little soccer rant in there, but I feel like the uh, the basis of the podcast was very well was very was very well uh, documented. Um, you know, having goats on your team, super teams, how coaches factor in, all that was very interesting. And, um, yeah, let us know what you guys think um, for sure. You know, do you think um, – do you think super teams are a good thing? Do you think having a goat is, having a goat is a good thing? Do you think it leaves the team that, they're, that they left um, better off or not better off? Um, you know, kind of how do you see that? Um, but I think that's going to do it for this episode of the 10th episode of the Hypervision podcast, the number one podcast in the world. So I think that'll do it. Drew, any final words, say final thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, I think that's, this is the beauty of this podcast. We, me and Noah, I'm assuming you got everything you wanted to say probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I, probably didn't get everything out because i could just go on for another two hours but on the topic that was at hand i got everything i thought i wanted to say and i think at that same time we brought up multiple points that will if this topic interests you spark debates i'm sure somewhere in the cake squad group chat someone's gonna be like why did you say that this is the stupidest take ever i don't care it's my take you can have your own um but i'm just saying you know i got my topics up with all that I want to say, no, I got his. And I'm sure at some point it's going to spark the ideas in your head of what you want to talk about with this topic, you know? Yeah. So you get thought provoking arguments out here and I just get somewhere to rant. It helped me. <laughs> it's fine, man. You don't have a chest. It's all good. So. 2018 rant coming soon. <laughs> that would be a four hour and I wouldn't even make one point. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, can't wait to see Drew's face this weekend. I'm gonna, touch, I'm gonna touch his face, probably. Um, if I had, if we had more time, I would say we do a podcast in in, uh, in person. That that'd be pretty cool. But oh, okay. I don't think that's, I don't think that's. Uh, we'll we'll see. But I I don't know. It's gonna be pressed for time. Um, but uh, absolutely. So. Okay, for the next one, we'll, we'll have some guests on here in the near future. Hoping to get some more guests on, but uh, I love these ones we do uh, just Drew and I, and it's been it's been fun. So after this, only two left in the season. Let me take a little break. Two left in the season. Yes, take a little break. So I guess we can just mention that real fast. Uh, baseball season starts for me, so my schedule gets a little bit hectic, or is going to get a little bit hectic. 
Um, so, but we'll definitely uh, pick this back up um, as soon as possible for sure. Cause uh, I've really enjoyed it and uh, it's nice to just, you know, sit down and talk. So. Yes. Well, that's all I got. Yes, sir. Till next time. Peace. Peace.